Publilius Cyrus, a Latin writer from 60 BC, said good health and good sense are two of life's greatest blessings. Marianne Roundsville, our guest this week on Wise Up, is actually trying to give people access to good health and imbuing a good sense about it. She believes in wellness for the world. Enjoy. Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Christina DiGiacomo, and this is Wise Up with Christina. And I'm here with a very good friend, Mary Ann Roundsville, who is the CEO of Sweet Pepper Media, the messaging arm of the Stanley Brothers. And if you don't know who the Stanley Brothers are, they are the leaders in the hemp, CBD, and cannabis space. And what she's doing is leading the charge on a focus with human storytelling uh, designed to shed light on critical causes and issues that impact the human journey towards personal and social wellness. So she's really thinking about wellness for the world. And she has a lot of passion around documenting the human experience, which motivates her to seek partnerships and minds that propel progress through her work with Sweet Pepper Media and the Stanley Brothers. And she's a good friend, and I'm so happy to have her here. Welcome, Marianne. Say hello to everyone. Thank you, Christina. It's great to be here today. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. I'm excited to talk to you. It's my pleasure. Uh, We've known each other for a really long time, and I'm just so glad that you're here. And well, let's just get right into it. Uh, What is the question that I usually ask people just to kind of kick things off is, you know, what is your driving philosophy or driving principle behind your work? Can you share that with us? Sure, sure. So obviously, I I work in um, a complex space. or I should say, um, when people ask me if I work in the cannabis industry, I usually say, no, I don't. I actually work in the wellness industry because, um, because cannabis is just one channel to wellness. And so with Sweet Pepper, uh, the stories that I'm in pursuit of elevate all dimensions of wellness, whether that's social or mental or economic or spiritual. And many of these stories are around new ways of looking at wellness. Many of them we're already familiar with, but we just haven't looked at them through a different lens. And so my job is basically to ignite these conversations and hope to bring a uh, uh, bring a 360 view of what wellness could look like for the world. That's amazing. I am compelled (laughs) to call you now a wellness philosopher. And the reason for that is really philosophy is about 
teaching us or asking us, are we thinking about things in the right way? And essentially what you're doing is you're asking the questions of, are we thinking about wellness in the right way? Or are we thinking about CBD in the right way? Are we thinking about people's journey to health or even the the social wellness? Are we thinking about all of these things in the right way? And I think you're taking a really holistic view of things and asking some really pointed questions. In addition to making a broader, creating a broader scope, I think, Because, you know, with the work that you're doing in the space that you're in, it has a place at the table. It has a seat at the table when it comes to wellness and deserves a seat at the table and be part of that narrative and conversation around wellness. And so you're asking these pointed questions and you're doing the work to help people rethink or understand maybe we need to rethink wellness uh, of wellness in a certain way. Um, you know, what are you, what are your thoughts? You're now, you're, I have now anointed you wellness <laughs> yes. philosopher. You can't Thank take you. that back. I'll get you're the t-shirt. With I'll get the t-shirt. <laughs> um, I would say this, um, you know, in the process of some of the projects that we're working on, one of a really important question we that keeps emerging is it's not a question of wellness isn't a question of feeling good. Wellness isn't a word that's just used for like glossy lifestyle publications. And it's not just for Instagram accounts. Um, Wellness is those one of those words that it's so ripe for redefinition and, and it's not just a question of feeling good. So if you ask yourself, am I good versus am I well? And then you could even push that further and say, is the world well? And then what does that mean to you in the greater good in the context of things? And so I think what we're recognizing is that some of us are doing okay and feeling great, but maybe we're living in an unwell world. I I also think that this time right now is showing us and some people are starting to recognize that they've just begun to understand that many of us have not been uh, faring well uh, in our world for a very long time, some for generations, um, because we're not recognizing that our world is out of balance, that it's not harmonized for everyone to thrive and that not everyone has access to opportunity or to feel safe and feel well. And, um, and when I think about a well world, it's one that can support and sustain us and, and our goals and our purpose and, and our vision, whether that's on like a personal or professional level. And um, <clears throat> I think once we get out of like the sort of marketing jargon of wellness, it becomes a very personal philosophical question. Thank you so much for being brave enough to really start to really question this this rhetoric around wellness, right? You know, the way, the way I look at it is I, I have mixed feelings about this. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Uh, and, but I, and I have mixed feelings too, because part of me from a philosophical, philosophical standpoint is I'm so glad that 
that the conversation is even happening, right? That people are even starting to think about in whatever way they're thinking about it, whether it's, I'm going to have an organic smoothie every day or, you know, do yoga. It's, it's something, right? It's something. However, I hear you because it can be be very easily and is already highly commodified, Mm -hmm. highly commercialized. And that's where things fall apart because anything good, right? Anything Mm -hmm. good or worthy that becomes commodified or commercialized becomes transactional. And then you get a whole other set of thoughts and behaviors and ideas about this thing that was once pure and good, and it becomes something else. And the funny thing is, is when it becomes that something else, it becomes inaccessible for everybody. That's the crazy thing. Like if we look at the pure definition of wellness, your definition of wellness, it's expanded, it's broad, it's big, it's accessible. But when it's become commercialized, it then only belongs to people that have a certain income or people that actually have time in their day because they don't work three jobs. You know, um, it it becomes the domain of of a less number of people and it loses its purity and it loses its, its accessibility. So I know I got really philosophical on there, but you totally inspired me. Totally inspired me with that. So what what are your thoughts about that? What I just said, any thoughts? Um, Yeah, I do actually, because you bring up a word that is core to our mission. Um, You know, before taking lead at Sweet Pepper Media, working with the Stanley Brothers and working at their company, Charlotte's Web, for some years before making this transition over to uh, Sweet Pepper, I would say the most important word, and still it's, it's like a top three word for me, is access. And, you know, I'm really privileged to work with a, a, a group of human beings like the Stanley Brothers. Um, when they started... Um, working in hemp-based CBD, what inspired them was to help a little girl named Charlotte. That's who the company is named after. And for her, um, their work was critical to her quality of life. And then what that did was it inspired a whole movement of people who were demanding another way to look at health and wellness and their right um, to have access to it. So, but then access, like that word access takes on so many different definitions, you know, once you leave the gate first, you know, it's just being able to have access at all. And then it is, it's like logistical access, it's social access, it's economic access. And so continually through our work, then this is something where storytelling, at least my work, I feel is crucial to underscore this sort of bigger vision that the Stanley Brothers have had around access to um, uh, plant-based or plant medicine type health um, is it, it's just, 
it evolves. It's never just one thing because we're not working in a, in a space that is necessarily defined yet. And so when you talk about access, like we've been going through these different chapters of access and what that means. And so every single one of them has their own set of challenges because we're not just like saying, oh, you know, take this vitamin or that vitamin where we're bringing forth um, wellness that's either been forgotten or misunderstood or it's been mismarketed. And, um, and at the same time, we're seeing incredible results. And a lot of that access, because uh, has to do with um, word of mouth and a grassroots movement around that people want to have access to this, even if it goes against Okay, I'm about to get really like up on my soapbox here, but even if it goes against, you know, um, political views, um, medical views, um, you know, and I shouldn't even say that. Obviously, there's enough science out there um, or social views, you know, when you're in a place where you have no other options and someone's keeping something from you you want to have that right to access. You want wellness is a human right. And not everybody wants to access specific types of options, but you should at least have the right to it. Um, and, and a lot of that has come through, um, it's been a trickle up uh, a journey where it's started on the ground and kind of moved up to leaders. And so we're still working on access. It's like a continual journey. And I think right now is such a crucial time because, you know, um, through this sort of chaos in our world right now, we're seeing the potential for a new world to emerge. And how are we going to contribute to that conversation? And right now the whole entire world is having a conversation around health, but even more so from like a spiritual and philosophical um, sense. Absolutely. It's a question and, about know, wellness. I just had this thought. Does that like, make sense? If there were, if there, if more, I don't know, people, startups, companies spent less time commodifying and more time opening up those logistics or working on the problems that create those barriers and and work towards expansive and access. I mean, think about what could be accomplished because as far, I mean, the way I, I mean, to me, Marianne, I mean, it's like, I, I think about the, the things that you're trying to accomplish and the things that your company is trying to accomplish and Stanley Brothers and, and, uh, and a lot of the companies uh, and organizations in your space, it almost feels like this uphill battle, right? So you're like the, in this uphill battle uh, uh, with serious forces like socioeconomic forces and legacy structures and archaic ideas and narratives. I mean, it's like everywhere you turn, there's an obstacle that was created. It, it's not like this, uh, these obstacles, th these were things were created, these structures were created. And I, if, if there was more time spent in figuring out 
Like, what are the problems that are keeping people from access to these things that they need and less time, you know, optimizing click-through rates with your 30% offer, 30% off on your little magic pill? Like, imagine the amount of change that could actually happen. And, you know, my heart goes out to you because you are doing very purposeful work. Um, but I absolutely recognize like the mountain that you, that you have to climb. And, and I'm just, I just want to have a call to action. Like, why don't we stop obsessing about click-through rates and, you know, opt-ins and focus more on like, oh, well, this system is broken. Let's put our collective minds on how to fix this broken system. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I am fortunate to, as challenging as this space is, and, um, you know, our antagonists or people who don't want to see us succeed are, are pretty profound and powerful. But at the same time, like our measure of success in so many ways is, you know, we've seen it evolve. I mean, obviously you have within these businesses and, and you have the typical traditional, like, you know, measurements of success. And for us, a lot of this measurement of success is like, what are we doing? Like, what is the, what, how much are we helping and then what is the outcome? Like, so if we're looking at something even, you know, to speak about it from a, a philosophical st standpoint, you know, it's like with, you know, right intent comes good consequence. And that's a lot of how we measure our business. Um, and not to say that we aren't responsible to our shareholders and stakeholders who, um, uh, just from like a sustainable business standpoint, even when you think about something like conscious capitalism um, and, and understanding that maybe something like that could exist and flourish and be sustainable. It's like, okay, what are these new measurement tools for success look like? For me on a personal level, I know the ones that I see like how many people are we impacting? Like what is the direct result of that impact? Like how does that move that conversation forward? How many people are we reaching? So for example, like in my industry, like whether it's CBD or cannabis, like I don't, from a marketing standpoint, I don't have access to traditional marketing tools. Social media doesn't take our advertising dollars. Like I can't just market wherever I want. Like, so in that way, it's, it's kept us really close to not only our consumers and our audience, but like people who are really in need. Um, so it keeps you closer to like, this kind of idea of, of, of going back to this idea of wellness, like what is the true impact of that? And, um, you know, I would say that, um, uh, in terms of like 
you know, commodifying something like even looking at CBD, um, you know, it's, it's one of those times where it's like, okay, is the market getting oversaturated? Are the wrong people trying to make a buck off this? Well, yes, that's true. That can happen in any market, but there's enough good people doing it for the right reason. And all I know is when we get letters and, you know, phone calls and texts from like families and, you know, about their loved ones or their change in their health or their journey or how their life's been affected, not just from individuals, but also organizations. Like that's really what fuels us. Like that's at the heart of our mission. And then we have some of the, you know, typical traditional measuring tools as, as well, because I also think it's really important that Great. when you have I'm a mission-based just, business, can I jump in here really quick? Because you just totally inspired um, me. Um, that we're all I driven by cause, have a quote but that, that our business is sustain, sustainable um, and, and it's successful. This kind of ties and to that you this is an opportunity for like other businesses. The to questions or the, the, your cri- the criteria for success. What kind of impact are we having? So, what, what, yeah. How are we helping people? How are we contributing sure. to the world? And it reminded me of Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher. And you and I are naturalists, right? You and I love nature a lot. We talk about nature a lot. And so I also feel that this quote is really appropriate So I'm going to share it with you and then tell you why I think it's really important and relevant to what you're talking about. He says, so you were born to feel nice. Yes, he had quotes, actually, like quotes existed, air quotes existed in ancient Rome. So you were born to feel nice instead of doing things and experiencing them. Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, and spiders, and bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can? And you're not willing to do your job as a human (laughs) being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? And I find this quote really powerful because there's something that he talks about putting the world in order. And I want to start working with organizations and asking them the question, how are you putting the world in order? You can just, you don't need your brand strategist. You don't need a consultant. You don't need, you don't need all that, that noise. If you can answer the question of how you are putting the world in order, you have purpose. And I think that's exactly what you and your organization have been able to answer. You know very clearly how you are putting the world in order. And it's just so inspiring to to know that and to, to hear that because it's a really big question, but it's a very powerful question. And if you don't have the answer to that, then you need to go back to the drawing board and find the answer. Thank you. Thank you, Marcus Aurelius.
Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, th thank you for uh, uh, passing down those quotes um, from so long ago. And I'm glad they still exist. It, I mean, that's a really powerful quote. Um, you know, and I would say uh, work, I, I, again, I'm saying this, like, I'm so fortunate to work with these Stanley brothers, you know, there's seven of them, every single one is purposeful. And um, I really hadn't quite met anybody like them when I met them. And they were going through a process of like creating a new industry and understanding how to build a scaffolding of this industry and understanding how they could do it ethically and building this sort of ethical enterprise model and it is a work in progress like it is still in progress it's a living breathing thing just like our world just like our ecosystems like what does ethical enterprise look like um it's going to evolve with our world and for me um what's really interesting and i think like when we think like what are you doing as a human being um going back to the quote like it's like, what are you doing to bring balance to this world? Like, what are you doing to harmonize this world? And so when I think about the storytelling that we're working on through Sweet Pepper, like storytelling is the most human thing that we all do. Um, and I would say like right now during this time, like, and, and this is very important because this is a way that we can all be contributing. And this is so basic. Um, you know, one thing I'm seeing right now is the importance of like, for example, listening to unheard voices. And, you know, what I'm taking advantage of this time right now um, is that it's, it's sometimes downtimes are crucial for balance in life and for business, for listening and transformation and to, and for embracing questions. And so with sharing stories as this human thing that we all do, and we're all so very human right now. And for me as a storyteller, um, I would say that it's critical know when to speak. It's even more critical know when to listen. And that's one thing I don't feel like we've been collectively doing enough of as humanity. We all want to be heard. We all want to put our voice out there in the world. Um, but there are some voices, important voices that could help bring balance to our world that aren't being heard. And then when we listen to these unheard voices and this is very connected to the projects that we're working on they hold so much potential when they're heard they become epiphanies that open doors and open minds and that is the difference between turning something into a commodity and something that just becomes part of our life and our balance um you know, it isn't really what you are called, but what you answer to. And for most of us, there's like this struggle between what the heart is saying and what the brain is hearing. And the struggle that moment is 
that moment is usually when um, our old belief systems break down. So I really feel like um, when we talk about like, what can you do as a human? I feel like right now listening is probably one of the best things that we can do. And then in that, you know, we can find more purpose on how we build and how we innovate upon ideas. Um, and then listening to these unheard voices also, you know, um, it requires a shift. It requires a shift in how we react to them. And then it, like most things, um, when those voices can thrive, uh, you know, opportunities come. And, um, and my hope is that at least how I'm contributing sort of to this bigger, bigger ecosystem is to create that opportunity to create access and to create a platform. Because at the end of the day, like messages take a lot of energy. They also take a lot of attention and we're oversaturated with messaging right now. And so it's really crucial that we listen and then we share the right messages and then support them very, very intentionally. And, and I, I think like when you work. Excellent. You Thank you so much for sharing or, that. Or uh, anything, I think that's a great place to, uh, to wrap up. To, like, I mean, you have what to think awesome like, how final can thoughts, I contribute to this uh, environment and this great advice like, for all what's going to bring it into balance contemplate. And um, so those Marianne, are things that I'm seeing you know, how do people get in touch right with now, you? How can they connect um, with you? As a priority for me. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I I always enjoy our conversations. We we always um, go deep. Did well, I not I'm promise you that we, would, that we would go deep? Um, uh, right. You can also uh, yeah, reach absolutely. Me so Stanley thank you Brothers so much for being here um, and helping us wise up. Stanleybrothers.com or through social media. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, thank you, Christina. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.